Before we get into this episode of the Mind Melodies podcast, I am pleased to say that the Allen Who Foundation is having an upcoming webinar with Dr. Robert Sapolsky, who is going to focus on how stress impacts the brain and the body, and he's going to talk more about human behavioral biology. This webinar will be completely free on Zoom on March 21st from 3.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. PDT. The link to register for this webinar will be in the description of the podcast. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Today we are joined by Dr. Ocker. Can you introduce yourself? Yes. Um, my name is Andreas Ockert. I'm a psychiatrist from Switzerland. I'm working since uh, a lot of years in a psychiatric clinic, and we are treating all kinds of diseases. And one of my favorite topic is ADHD. That's why today we are speaking about ADHD, but it's just one of the mental illnesses we are treating in our clinic. Can you provide us with a general overview of what ADHD does? Yeah, when I first heard about this uh, illness, this ADHD, I, I thought that might be, uh, or these are kids that have a lack of attention or they are searching or seeking attention. And I think that's a common misconception uh, with which they are confronted in their life, that they are just behaving a little bit special, that they get a lot of attention, but that's not the case. They have uh, problems with being attentive. They have a short attention span. Often they are hyperactive. They have a motoric unrest. And they have, as a third symptom, this impulsivity. And there are three types of ADHD. There is one that is predominantly the inattentive type. And the other one is the hyperactive impulsive type. And there is also a mixed type. Yeah, what are some of the common symptoms for each type of ADHD? I would like to, to say a little bit more about this attentive or attention disorder. Mm-hmm. Explain it a little bit. Um, kids or also adults who are affected by this disease often do not end the things they have started or they make a lot of volatility errors or they don't seem to listen. Like I, I have also two kids who have ADHD, so I can um, observe them every day. Maybe when I tell them to go and brush their teeth, I maybe I have to tell them 10 times or five times till they only um, realize that I'm talking to them. And another problem is they are easily distracted. They have difficulties in concentrating on, on things that are boring but um, they can stay for a very long time at a game activity. So it's not really a attention deficit. It's actually more an attention inconsistency. So it's like a PlayStation paradox because when they're playing PlayStation, um, all of a sudden they really can focus very well. That's about the attention deficit and the hyperactivity, um, it's more constantly running around or climbing on objects if they're kids, they have difficulties being quiet or staying seated or they are fidgeting all the time or they are always in motion or under 
they they seem like being under electricity or they just act driven and the third symptom is the impulsivity so they call in the school class often in between or they burst out with the answer before the question is completed or they often act inconsidered and and they need a lot of supervision so and one more thing i would like to add is they have like a weakness in stimulus in the stimulus filter so and with a simultaneous stimulus openness so they really they get all the stimuli surrounding them but they cannot really filter them so that was much about the symptoms maybe you have more questions so what are the earlier symptoms like when someone's first diagnosed what symptoms normally present themselves um maybe with our kids they were sitting when they have maybe 18 months or only 12 months they were all the time moving in their in their seat at the table and they cannot be still for one second or the other boy of us he was just singing all the time and cannot be uh, quiet for only a short time that oh. so you can see it or presume it already when they're really young mm -hmm. but it's only a presumption so when can adhd normally be diagnosed like for sure um sometimes it's also a little bit harder um above all when it's only a light version of an adhd in switzerland you had to diagnose it before the age of seven now with the DSM-5, it changed. You can also diagnose it till the age of 12. And that's good because when you're too late in Switzerland or when you were too late, so when you diagnosed it after eight or you went to the doctor after eight, you didn't really get money from the, from the insurance or from, the, from some kind of support from the state. So what is the treatment once it is diagnosed? Um, one important thing is that there is actually not really a treatment, mm -hmm. uh, like in psychotherapy, it's more a coaching or, or a, how to manage, how to deal with these symptoms. The only treatment, if you would like to call it, is more giving medicaments. Yeah. But you only give medicaments to kids that have uh, really a, a severe form of ADHD or if they really suffer at school or if there is a mismatch with the parents who cannot deal with the symptoms because maybe they also have an ADHD and so they, they, uh, um, they shout at each other and there are a lot of conflicts, then maybe also give uh, medicaments because of the mismatch. What are the factors that can cause ADHD? I think there's a gender disproportionation between people that have ADHD. And is there also a genetics component? Yeah, actually the theory, how, it, how it's caused is not, um, not really clear. Some days they say more than 50% or 70% of the cause is because of the genes. When you have a first degree relative, then you have five to 10 times an increased risk. That means normally 
5% of the persons they have got an ADHD or you have the risk to get an ADHD by 5%. But when you have first degree relative, you have a risk of 25 to 50% that you also have got an ADHD. And do boys get it more than girls? Yeah, it's a ratio two mm-hmm. to one. And surprisingly, the, the men are more in therapy, in psychotherapy, that's three to four a ratio to one. Normally, actually, there are women going to psychotherapy, but in ADHD, I guess it's more the the, um, the spouses who send their uh, husbands in therapy <laughs> because they cannot stand it or if they have problems with the kids. Because normally men don't go so often to the psychologist. How often is, or how common is ADHD? It's 5% in Germany, like five out of 100. In Germany. And when they get, you, some they lose when they get, when they uh, are getting adults, so they don't fulfill the criteria anymore. So in adults, it's uh, 2.5% of the adults have mm-hmm. still an ADHD. So what you mentioned the most severe form of ADHD, how would someone with that form of ADHD feel on a day-to-day basis? Um, For me, the ADHD is like a medal with two sides. And there is the more the flip side of this coin is they have more, I would like to to, uh, say something about the weaknesses of people with ADHD, but afterwards also a little bit about strengths, because for me, that's very important that it's, it's like a medal with two sides. There's some great stuff about ADHD and, but also there are things they really suffer of. So they have often conflictual relationships with the parents or with the siblings, with the peers, or then also with the partners, they often really have to go to um, to counseling as a as a couple because they they have problems because of the ADHD. It's, it's three two to three times more common that they have a criminal behavior, and up to the age of fourteen, they have six times it's more likely to have suicidal thoughts. They have also suicide risk that four times increased. And also they have a 50% increased mortality, especially due to road accident because they like the, the risk. And when they would like to go to army, actually in Switzerland, they are recommended for unfit. And uh, they have also 2.5 times increased risk of substance dependence. And 50% of the ADHD they have a depression in adulthood. Adulthood. Mm-hmm. You pronounce that. So ADHD can lead to sadness, depression, and suicidal thoughts. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is right. And and they are also often called just being lazy or stupid or badly yeah, educated. There's a lot of stigma surrounding ADHD as well. Yeah, that's right. They are. They are said you're, you're just not willing. If you only wanted to, it would be possible. So they get really self-esteem problems or emotional problems. 
learning problems and social adjustment problems. So um, because they constantly get criticized or embarrassed, rejected in school, they're often mobbed or outsiders. So they hardly have any friends. And it's also difficult for them to understanding themselves. They, they think I'm just different and they cannot use their potential. And that, that leads to sadness and fear and shame and anger and bitterness. And they're flooded by their feelings. One really uh, experienced ADHD specialist said once, ADHD is like the illness of suddenly bad feelings, not knowing why, from where do I, do I get this? feelings and so they they're feeling bad and then these reactions from the surrounding that can lead to a downward spiral and they really need people who know what is adhd and can help them to manage uh, life with adhd that was more now the <laughs> the 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 bad or the flip side of the coin but they are also a strength about the adhd uh, can you explain some of the strengths? Um, like they don't only have this attention problems. They they can also hyper-focus, as I mentioned before. They can focus more and longer than, than other people. And there is also a front side of the impulsivity because they are they can react very spontaneously they can be fully enthusiastic about a certain thing. They can inspire and excite others. So often like CEOs of a business um, can have an ADHD because they have uh, big visions and big ideas. Mm -hmm. They can be pioneers and football coaches, uh, for example, or soccer coaches. Uh, and they're also willing to respond immediately for something that seems important to them and they are not always forgetting because when they are really interested in something they have a very good memory because the interesting stuff slips directly into the long-term term memory and so they can become specialists in a favorite area of them because it's so nice to to speak about the strength i i just go on is that okay <laughs> Um, moving back towards some of the downsides, let's say, um, what should someone do if they are experiencing, like, or if someone with depression and ADHD, ADHD is experiencing symptoms of, like, sadness or suicidal thoughts? Yeah, it's very important that they really go also to a therapist or also to a coach, or maybe there's a social worker that is specially, specialized on this topic. Because if they are alone and they, they only get rejected by the surrounding because they don't understand their symptoms. So it's very important for them to know I'm not the only one um, feeling this way. There are also others, there are people understanding me and not just blaming me. And that's very, very important for them. Mm -hmm. So what, let's say in school you see someone like, appear that you notice is suffering from these symptoms and how can you what can someone do to help someone like that that's why i 
I like really to speak about the strengths too. Maybe they, you think they already know about the ADHD or yeah, and like you they see, don't? They see them like, like suffering from symptoms of, of depression as well. Okay. Um, so for me, it's very important to tell them if they know they have an ADHD and they have these troubles and they cannot really use their potential, that you also tell them that the strength that that's why I focused before also on the strength mm-hmm. because they have so much imagination and so ingenious ideas and and they are really um, agile and and uh, creative and so you also that they can also see the good parts of the ADHD because I told also my kid um, maybe he has got an ADHD like his sister and they told him you are so creative so you have such a great imagination and so unlike interesting associations and then the doctor told him oh I think you don't have an ADHD because you can really focus at school and then he was really depressed that he doesn't get this diagnosis because he knew so much good things about the diagnosis too yeah that's really good advice um so shifting gears towards like your profession how do you describe your field like as a psychologist and how has it changed with the development of covid um like in the in the clinic we don't really have more patients it's more in the how you say that in where the um where you're in the clinic but you go to the doctor's place i don't know how to tell that in english when you just go for a for a for a conversation there are more people going to the therapist because they are i'm feeling lonely at the moment loneliness is really a huge topic at the moment above all for singles they cannot um getting a physical touch and that's so important for people so sometimes I have to admit, I al- already told my patients, just give a, um, a hug to your mom. Don't really kiss them because it's dangerous because of COVID, but just also give, give them a hug uh, because it's, it's necessary for people to touch, uh, to touch other people. Otherwise, they really get depressed. Someday, they also got reminded of their childhood where they where they were um, neglected or lonely because both parents were working and now they're sitting in their apartment again lonely and all these feelings coming up from childhood so that so some people they really got very depressed now in this lockdown above all in the second lockdown they're not uh, really standing it anymore so you already mentioned some of the more some of the misconceptions like that, that uh, some of the downsides of the metal you, you mentioned, um, are there any other common misconceptions of ADHD? You know, one is that, that you only see the weaknesses and not the strengths. That's one, one mm-hmm. thing I already mentioned. And there was also a book, I think it was written in English, the ADHD lie or something like that. So they think it's only uh uh, a hype now every doctor sees ADHD and I think that's not the case because 
now they are more diagnosed because the the psychologists they know the symptoms and you only can make a diagnosis when you know the symptoms because the last few years they were not any more um, made to diagnosis more often it's now it's uh, stagnated on a on this level during the last 10 years or some they think uh, it's only to make a business out of the medicaments so that's yeah. that's also conception and one is really hard for the affected people that you you say if they could they could focus they could concentrate um they could um keep or seated if they only wanted to so that's one misconception also yeah. um that's all the questions i have for you today um, oh, okay great th- thank you so much for coming on okay have a good day yeah Bye. thank you guys for listening make sure you check out the link in the description to the mind maladies website see you guys in the next episode